Now, when you talk and, you know, talk a little loudly for a second, you know, okay. loudly indeed, like Michael Caine. I'll talk a little more loudly. <laughs> L- loudly indeed. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the podcast Too Beautiful to Live in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me from New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne Lundholm. Good evening, Anne. Good evening, Bobby. And we're here for a Friday edition of the show where we're going to bring on a tenant and talk to him about a favorite moment from TBTL history and a little bit about themselves. And to be that ten for this episode, we have Sean Vale of Renton, Washington. Hello, Sean. Hello, Bobby and Ann. How are you tonight? So far, good. so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's really late for you. Yeah. Well, it's this is how the magic happens on this show sometimes, <laughs> especially spanning time zones like we do. We're glad to have Sean here. We're going to get to know him through a little frizzling of the guest, followed by your TBTL history clip, housekeeping, and how to get involved. First... Sean, let's talk. Anne and I both did a little frizzling. We've got our notes here on the run sheet. Um, and before we talk about some of the big things, I just want to start with, uh, did I see you have your degree in printmaking? Uh, I have a degree in fine art, which uh, the the main areas of my focusing at that time was printmaking and photography, actually. So printmaking okay. and photography. How did you end up on the copy side of things? Because I saw that you ended up being an editor for years and years. And I always, um, am, right. I'm always interested when people have editing on their background. I hit your LinkedIn profile, by the way, which it's my secret oh, weapon oh, in this game. You. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you'll get an email in a couple of days saying that somebody pinged your LinkedIn and it was me. I think I already got that. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. It wasn't yeah, some random for- creeper. Okay. It was a very specific creeper. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, sorry that it wasn't, you know, but I'm not a prospective employer, so don't get your hands Yeah, I was out. hoping it was a recruiter, but geez, thanks, Bobby. I really appreciate that. Uh, I went to school for journalism and was a copy editor. And so anytime I see someone fall into copy editing, I either love them or feel really sorry for them. And so I'm trying to figure out which camp to put you in. <laughs> well, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> um, what happened was, uh, as soon as I graduated from university, um, uh, University of Montana. I wanted to get out of Montana, as as you do, and so I uh, moved to Seattle. And the first job I got here was working for a uh, company called Auto Trader, uh, Auto Trader Magazines. And I started out in the old days when they were actual photographs, and we would use wax waxers to paste up these ads that would you know people would try to sell their cars and stuff. So I got my start uh, doing uh, basically in, I guess, journalism and publishing, uh, working for Auto Trader Magazine. And uh, when uh, after a few years of that, I moved over and I worked on the production side of uh, Seattle Weekly for a few years until 2001. And then when I moved to Thailand, I uh, kept looking for jobs. I started out teaching sort of corporate English for uh, a newspaper there called Nation. And uh, then the Bangkok Post was advertising for a copy editor. 
uh, and I applied for that job and based, I think, a lot on my background in publishing in the U.S., uh, they offered me the job as a copy editor. I had to take some tests and that sort of stuff, but it was all pretty easy. It was all basic, you know, grammar, story structure stuff that if you spend any time reading, you know, magazines or newspapers, you sort of know how to do. So after being copy editor there, I became the deputy editor and then eventually was the editor of the magazine for about eight years. That's quite a quick climb for, uh, for well, for anyone, but considering you didn't even go to school for the copy editing side of things, you, you really uh, worked your way up there nicely. Congratulations. Yeah, it's sort of unusual to, to, to take that sort of path, but uh, I've said many times Thailand was very kind to me, and I think, you know, it didn't hurt that one of the guys who was in charge of hiring me was from Seattle, so we had that in common. But also I think, you know, I just sort of knew what to do. And, you know, if you read a lot, you can you know how things work as far as structure and, you know, grammar and that sort of thing. Even if you don't know all you can't name every little bit of every part of speech, you kind of still know how to do it. Yeah. Uh so tell us more about Thailand, because that's such a big part of uh, your history, and it's also not the average uh, Wagoneer guest. You know, you wanted to get away from Montana. You sure did. <laughs> I got pretty far. Well, yeah, that's sort of been my progression. I keep going further and further west. Well, I did at some, <laughs> at some point. Um, yeah, what happened is um, after uh, my grandfather passed away in 2001, I had some money some inheritance from him and uh my best friend christian was planning on going to a buddhist monastery in japan to live for a month and he wanted to go traveling in southeast asia and asked if i wanted to go with him so we spent uh uh i spent a month and a half with him traveling and then two months total for me in thailand and i did that thing you know when you're on vacation especially someplace really great and you go, gosh, I would really love to live here. This would be great. So great to live in this place. Well, I did that, basically. <laughs> I uh, I came back home and went, you know, I still can't find a job in the city and everything's rubbish. And I just basically packed two carry-on size suitcases and my computer bag and moved to Thailand. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't know anybody. didn't have a job. <laughs> yeah, and it ended up working out pretty well, actually. <laughs> But really, I had nothing. I didn't know anybody there and uh, just decided to give it a try. And so how odd is it to be uh, an a, an American in Thailand? I mean, did you feel just so strange and out of place or was it that not, not that big of a deal? Uh, it depends on the day, really. Um, what You know, you want to always try to fit in as much as you can because that's just polite. You know, you want to speak as much of the language as you can and uh, and you want to try everything that you can try and and fit into culturally as much as you can. And so, you know, you, you give it a try doing that. You eat what you, you eat stuff you might not eat and you change your lifestyle a little bit. And, um, you know, but there are sometimes you sort of look up and you go, boy, I'm, you know, I'd be in an elevator and I'll look around and I'm, you know, two heads taller than everybody else. Or, you know, many times, you know, you're the only Caucasian in the place because you, you're you in Asia all of a sudden. And, and you go, oh, I'm different. But, you know, you don't think about it that often because I was living there. And it was always fun when 
I would speak a little bit of Thai and people would be very excited to hear me at least try. I mean, I never became fluent, but uh, I, I spoke just enough to get myself in trouble, basically. <laughs> so you made it all the way to Thailand. You thrived there. Uh, you yep. lived a bit of a dream that a lot of people, uh, well, really do only dream of. I know Sam and I occasionally sit back and say, what about Hawaii or what about Aruba? Like <laughs> yeah. places that we have loved going on vacation, uh, but it's a little bit different. Uh, what brought you back to uh, the Seattle area? What brought you back to Renton, the gateway to Maple Valley? <laughs> Um, basically, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, it, it, I think in general, I might've stayed at least one or two years too long in Thailand because what ended up happening is all of the things that I used to think were really great about it ended up really kind of bumming me out quite a bit. And to be perfectly honest, a lot of it was the weather. You know, I lived in Bangkok because that's where the jobs were. So you're talking about a city of, you know, officially, you know, eight, six to eight million people. But then you're talking about all the people who come in from up country and live there. And so, you know, we're looking 10 to 12 million people more than likely. And it's sitting very close to the equator. Uh, temperature there is, you know, routinely in the uh, high 80s. And during the hot season, it's, you know, over into the hundreds. And uh, and then even when it does rain, it's muggy. And you get tired of just the pressing crowds all the time and you get homesick. You really do. You miss, you miss your home. And, uh, my parents were getting older and I wanted to be nearer to them. They lived down in Long Beach, Washington. And, uh, also I had been through two military coups at that point point. Oh, that's and a rough. lot of unrest in the streets. Yeah. A lot of unrest in the streets, which led to the second coup and, um, and a sort of just a general sense of there was a rising sense of anti-Americanism that was being sort of whipped up by people in the new junta who was taking power. And it was, you know, they want to have somebody to sort of vilify. And, and you were started to get more anti-Western, specifically anti-American sentiment. Not not terrible, but still this rising tide that I felt like was becoming sort of increasingly uncomfortable that. And when we moved back, um, the King was very ill and we knew that he was not going to last very much longer. And we thought, well, now would be a, a good time to see about, uh, trying to see if we can live back in the U S and, uh, and it did turn out. He just, uh, he just died this past year. And after the year of mourning, what we were worried about is we don't know what's going to happen because this king has always been a stabilizing force in the country. And without him, um, you know, all bets might be off because the new king, and I'm trying to choose my words carefully here, he's not universally beloved the way the old king was. So it all of those things sort of added together to make us think that, well, let's at least give it a try back in the U.S. And I wish I could say it's been, <laughs> I wish I could say it's been easy getting back, but it certainly has not. But, you know, I, do I regret moving back? Not really. But I've gotten to the point where I actually do miss Thailand again, which is good. It's been about two years. Hmm. Well, the only difference between Thailand and the Pacific Northwest is that 
your current home is being taken over by gentrification and hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's so much different than when I left. Yeah. If you don't mind an invasion of condominiums, you'll be all right. Uh, well, if I could afford to live in one, it would be different. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I have to ask about this new king. Is this the one yeah. that we were talking about on TBTL recently with the interesting shirt choices? Yes. The very same. Ah, yes. okay. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's him. And yeah, boy, let me. That's <laughs> very diplomatic. Yeah, when they were covering those stories, my ears did really perk up. And I thought about writing into the guys, but I'm like, yeah, they'll figure it out. Somebody else will write in. <laughs> I might want to go back there someday. <laughs> it's all right. You saved your hot takes for us. You made the right choice. That's right. <laughs> I can't. I don't send any more. I don't send any more emails to the guys. And once Jen left, I stopped sending emails. Well, that's what Little Red Band Mike at Gmail dot com is for, or through your phone. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Um, <laughs> we've got a couple of other things we've got to get to before we get to your right. ten interview. Um, okay. And I'm going to just work my way down the list. The next is, um, you talked about coming back in part because you want to be closer to your parents and you mm-hmm. recently posted a picture of a really nerdy really cool gift from your mom <laughs> no, you're gonna have to narrow, narrow that you? down <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to narrow that way down she makes me lots of really cool lots, lots of really nerdy things i've got three of them sitting right out in front of me right now are you talking about the little wall hanging with the uh the union jack and the tardises on it i i am is tardises okay. the plural or is it tardi well, i never knew <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to go with tardises cuz i just don't like the way tardi sounds coming out of my mouth so tardises yeah all right <laughs> and i also in front of me also is a is a table runner that has tardises on it that my mother made for me she's a quilter and a knitter so she likes to uh, make little quilts for me and stuff well, I have one thing in common with your mom then, because I don't actually knit, but I learned enough so that I could knit a Doctor Who scarf for my brother. For the oh, really? That's great. The classic Tom Baker uh, Doctor Who number four, fifteen foot scarf. I learned right. just the one plain stitch so I could do that to him, and he um, he wears it when he goes to cons. Oh, that's great. That must have taken a while because that is a lot of knitting on that thing. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> My mom also, I mean, she made me a big, uh, a large TARDIS quilt that's a wall hanging, basically. So it's about the size you'd use like for a, a comfort, like if you're sitting on the couch and want something to snuggle up with, it's about that big. And she also knit me my uh, my pink um what, how do I say it? The, the hat that the women, everybody was wearing during the uh, the anti-Trump marches, the pink one. Uh, we're, not on, we're not on terrestrial radio. You can just call it, <laughs> is it it's a is pussy it, hat. Is it okay for me to say that it's a pussy hat? Yeah, I, yeah, just, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. But yeah, she knitted that for me, and I have lots of pictures of me with that on, too. <laughs> so she's always making me cool stuff. <laughs> That's great. Um, I was going to get a little more into politics because your Facebook page is as 
bleeding heart and frustrated as a lot of ours. Uh, but I think, you know, considering we already took a deep dive on politics in another country, maybe we can spare right. ourselves the uh, frustration of the politics in our country. Um, but I well, think... I, I see in the show notes, I gather you're a liberal. Let me just, uh, let's just say, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> there, yeah, the pussy has subject covered. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Uh, but right before we started, I, I had jokingly said that you should start audio editing for us, uh, right? which is a joke I'll make to every guest until someone takes me up on it. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned that you, you've started video editing recently and you've enjoyed it very much. Do you want to give us a heads up on where and how that's come into your life? Sure. Um, what happened is uh, at some point, um, I think I came up with the idea, but it could have been my husband, to do uh, some cooking lessons on YouTube because we have taught Thai cooking courses before and uh, two groups of people. And I just thought it would be fun to uh, to show him cooking in our tiny little kitchen. So uh, I just grabbed my iPhone, basically, and, and he was... He just got off the plane. He's a flight attendant. So he just got off the plane. He's like, let's do it. Let's do it now. I want to cook now. I want to do this. And so we just all of a sudden started recording this. And uh, and uh, it's called Tiny Kitchen Cooking with On. His name is On, A-H-N. And uh, we've got four lessons up so far. Uh, and I basically, I shoot it, edit it, uh, do all of that stuff right on my iPhone because basically the first episode we did he was so excited to do it then he was equally excited to get it posted and i had to find the first piece of uh, editing software that i could find uh for a quick and dirty post and got it up and i've been perfecting that it's a little piece of software called splice and i think it's actually made by the uh gopro people but it's pretty good it's got music it's got crossfade choices I'm already finding that after doing four episodes of this little show that we're trying to do, I'm fine. I'm coming up against the edge of that technology because there's a lot of things that I want to do with sound effects and with uh, subtitles and stuff like that, that just, it's not possible because this piece of software is just too, uh, too rudimentary, but it's been good for what I've done so far. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun. The first episode we did, uh, uh, what was it? Stir fried basil with beef it's called kapal um, and it's the spicy basil that if you cook it right it makes you sneeze and we've done three others after that and he's just a lot of fun he's like a natural on camera and he's a big old ham and <laughs> he's funny and yeah it's it's they're just kind of they're really fun to shoot they're fun to edit and they're really fun to watch so if anybody's interested in not only thai cooking because of the fourth fourth one is uh is spaghetti carbonara, which is um, his own take on that <laughs> recipe. So, um, but yeah, if you want to learn how to cook Thai food, that's a good good place to look. And like I said, we're just having a lot of fun doing it. So I watched several of them today, and oh, okay. I thought number one, he makes it look so easy. You know, just chop a bunch of stuff up and throw it in the pan, and there you go. And number two, he is totally charming. You were not kidding about him yeah, being a natural. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. I was, they're enthralling. They're goofy. And they're a lot of fun. It's like, uh, I was going to say it's like NPR tiny desk concerts, but for Thai food. But really, they're a lot more fun than that because it doesn't have any of the pretentiousness that comes with an NPR tiny desk concert. 
Right. Well, I, yeah, there's not much pretension. With us. <laughs> yeah. You can see our, you can see our literally tiny little kitchen and, and you can hear me. I, what mortifies me is I'm in the background and he's cracking me up. He's just making me laugh. So you hear me going <laughs> like, a, like some sort of weird cartoon character. Just uh. so it makes me uncomfortable to hear myself laughing. But uh, other than that, he is very charming. And like I said, it's a lot of fun. We're working on the next episode and we'll probably we'll probably do it, you know, sort of in fits and starts because of his schedule uh, with the airline, sort of whenever we can get whenever we can get out to do or, you know, get the stuff to do it and then have time to cook it and edit it. Well, keep it up and we'll put a link in the show notes to Tiny Kitchen Cooking. Definitely go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and other... don't just search tiny kitchen cooking because if you do, there's a lot of videos where people have built tiny little ovens and they cook tiny little food in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not kidding either. <laughs> I mean, so they watch those if you want, but only after you've watched. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, have priorities. These come first, then go watch whatever you want. <laughs> Unless you're Ted Cruz on Twitter and then don't do whatever you want. But well, I don't know. At least don't like it or, you know, jeez, oh, use your head. Well, that was just a fat finger, right? <laughs> yeah, it's oh. a fat Whoopsie. finger. Whoopsie. That made me uncomfortable. Say it again. I actually enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> Sean, I have to ask you a question that is – yeah. it's a – it's a delicate question. I don't usually ask our guests this, but we met. We've met in person. You came to the LRB picnic. Thank you for that, by the yes, way. I, it was um, so much fun. How old are you? Bobby. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we can edit just, this out. No, no, it's fine. I, I get this a lot. And then when I tell people how old I am, they honestly don't believe me. I just turned 49 in no August. Shit. Really? <laughs> You're really, uh, you're almost Frizzell, and yet you're not as nearly as old man noisy or curmudgeonly. And... <laughs> well, you cut me on a good day. I I asked because, you know, we've talked online and we're, we've met in person. And I, as I was stalking you today, as I do, and I hadn't, I just hadn't had a chance to get to your voter registration record. So I hadn't found your birth date yet. <laughs> and, Great. <laughs> You think he's and, joking. <laughs> uh, it troubles me and that I, I, I'm pretty I just, sure he's not. You, I'm sure what you're saying that you've got this a lot is I would have struck you as a man in your mid-30s. Except mm. that I saw your, your job history and I know when you graduated and I, you know, I checked your references. So I know, <laughs> again, you know, Wait. I see, I saw when you went to school and how long you've worked in the field and done these different things. And I was trying to figure out how have you lived this much life and we're, you know, you're maybe a few years older than me. And I feel a lot less jealous now that you've got a little more time on me on it. That's all. <laughs> so yeah, keep up whatever I, you're doing. Cause it's working. It's, it's certainly not clean living. I can tell you that. I it must it must be just good genes. Either that or the amount that I drink has actually pickled me at this point. You know, who knows? <laughs> All right. Uh the only other thing I want to confirm is you are not on deviantart.com as Groove Child, right? No, I am not and yeah, I'm not uh I did notice <laughs> I looked at that link you sent me. The guy seems to enjoy uh uh 
MILFs. So, yeah, you can pretty much count that I'm – that's not me. All right, I'm just checking because, I mean, it, you know, when you, you, you do search you, your man, name, but, yeah. these, these things come up and, you know, just – I didn't think you had been in Australia, all the places you had been, but I just wanted to check. No. But it is funny. I've you know you Google yourself every once in a while, and there is like a like a BMX racer or a, you know a, somebody who rides motorcycles, if not BMX, but like off road whatever motorcycles. And I think he's in Australia, and his name is Sean Vale too. So there's at least well, I guess three now of us out there. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we will uh, maybe not put that DeviantArt link. <laughs> yeah, show let's notes. not. <laughs> just, just so that we know somebody just in case my mom listens to this <laughs> <laughs> hi mom all right and before i uh make this any worse for him for sean why don't you take him <laughs> through his paces yeah let's ask the appropriate questions now shall we <laughs> <laughs> oh finally some decorum <laughs> sean tell us how you found tbtl uh, well, I found TBTL when I was living in Thailand, and as I said, you get you get uh, homesick sometimes. And I was reading uh, the slog, the strangers' blog every day, and uh, I found this write up that was in the stranger. It was a link to the stranger about the show, and that was published on December eleventh, two thousand eight. So that's how I first found out about it. And I was trying to think. I sort of tracked down you know, those pictures in your mind where I was then. And I know which house I was living in. And, and at that time I was looking for, uh, I just sort of discovered podcasts and I was looking for anything from the Seattle area and there, here was TBTL. So, um, yeah. And I just started listening right away. So that was about, I want to say eight or nine months into the run of the show. Is that right? Mm -hmm, that's right. Okay. So I started listening right then. <laughs> And so, um, what was the first episode you heard? Do you remember that? I do actually, because I knew, I knew this question was coming. So I did my due diligence. Um, I looked it up and I actually listened to that show from December the 11th. And I vividly remember episode number 231, in case you're wondering, <laughs> uh, I do remember specifically that show. Um, because I remember at the beginning, uh, they were talking to Sean about his friends had seen him in The Stranger and were, you know, giving him high fives or whatever it was. And and, uh, and I remembered also the, the story, the incredibly embarrassing story that Luke told about himself during that episode. So I said, yeah, this was definitely my first episode. I vividly remember it. And that was enough to keep you coming back? It was. It was. I think that I liked the conversational, you know, between the three of them, you know, just chatting and having a good time together. And then, um, and then later the story that Luke was telling, it was the story about him going to the dentist. Um, <laughs> and what's that on your lip? That looks herpetic and all of that. And it was just hilarious. And then during the, they does a little role playing, I guess, with Sean, like, as the dentist is cleaning, scraping his teeth, and then he or, or and then Sean would play a dr dentist drill sound, and it is just horrifying. But and the doctor in between the drill sounds, the doctor would say, oh, "I'm so sorry, this is so terrible," and it just was very charming. And I, rem you know, listening back to it today, I remember specifically. It's like that's yeah, that's why I started listening. It was just very funny, <laughs> and it was so memorable that I did 
feature that very clip in our um, our clip show about TBTL and the dentist. So I know exactly what you're talking about. That was one of the all-time great stories, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was. And I, I'm sure it's been on 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 uh, rerun shows. It's it has to have been either that or he's told the story again. But I I remember him telling the story and not having it this detailed. So I think maybe maybe he did retell it as he is wont to do from time yes. to time. <laughs> I think he's retold that multiple times, but never as beautifully as he told it on that first episode. Yeah, he was still in the moment. I mean, it just happened like the day before. <laughs> the trauma so. was fresh. <laughs> it's very the shock and horror. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> so would you consider yourself a 10 immediately following that? Or did it take a while for you to uh, relax and accept that this was your fate? <laughs> just to relax into it. <laughs> I like that um, no. in Anne's world, being a 10 is the final stage of grief. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a progression. <laughs> no, I honestly that was <laughs> finally reached acceptance. No, honestly, I was trying to think. I mean, there are other episodes I remember later on where I was like, "Oh my god, I just love the show." But really, I started listening right at that first show and I didn't really stop listening. Not with any you know, great regularity until much later. And I took a break. Um, so it, that has to be the one, I mean, the one where Jen singing the opera was, I'm laughing out loud on the subway in Bangkok. And all these people are looking at me like, this is crazy American guy doing. So that was, that just endeared it more to me. But the, uh, I gotta say that, uh, yeah, just from the beginning, and like I said, I was looking for different things to listen to, and it just felt perfect. It was just, it felt like home, and they were talking about Seattle and stuff like that, and it was, it was great. Yeah. And you mentioned that you used to send Jen emails. Did you have any of those read on the show, or have you had any other appearances? <laughs> yeah, I did, actually. I had a couple of them. There was... Um, uh, there was the time... <laughs> there was that disastrous Rachel Dratch interview... And I was on my way home on the back of a motorcycle taxi because in Bangkok, you, there'll be guys on motorcycles who will just give you a ride. And I didn't live far from work at that point. So I was just on the back of the motorcycle and this, I'm listening to the podcast and it's just getting worse and worse and going further and further south. And I was I literally in this guy's ear. He's right in front of me. I'm yelling, Luke, pull up, pull up. <laughs> And and I just thought, and the guy, of course, thought I was nuts. And I had to, I had to just go and write Jen an email right away saying, you have got to, you've got to help him not do that anymore. Um, you've got to be able to break it. I don't know, tell him something. And so I basically, I sent in an email telling her that story and they read it on the air and Luke thought it was reasonably funny. And then uh, when Luke at first long time ago when he was first telling us about, oh, he's so afraid of losing his hair. Well, I had already gone through that a couple of years before when my hairdresser looked at the back of my head and just went, you know, he just had that sharp intake of breath through his teeth. And uh, I went, oh my God, it's getting thin. And he's like, yeah. So I started using Rogaine on my bald spot so I didn't have to paint it. 
And I also started using ketoconazole shampoo. So I sent Jen an email saying, listen, just tell Luke to suck it up because it works and to use the ketoconazole shampoo. So she read that. She read that on the air as well. So that's two. And then recently, I guess I was uh, 10 of the week on the uh, on the Oh, that's right. You were. Newsletter. So, yeah. So those are my three brushes with fame that I remember. <laughs> you say it so casually. And I guess that oh, was yes. the well. 10 of the week. <laughs> well, that's not really being on the show, though. That's being in the newsletter. All right. So, uh, Sean, what is your favorite drop? Oh, man. I've got so many of them. But, uh, you know, the one that always keeps uh, popping up is uh, that dog that is barking. Not my dog. That one, I love that one. I don't know. Uh, that's a pretty good spoof. I use that a lot, like in my real life. So that's a good one. And then there's that one of Sean saying bagel a bunch of different ways. <laughs> bagel, bagel, boggle, boogle. So that always makes me laugh. <laughs> Classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. And the most important question of all. Why does TBTL matter to you? Why have you continued to listen to it through all these years? Sure. Um, well, really, like you said, for all these years, it's just been really a part of my life for, you know, nine years, whatever it's been. And uh, no matter where I've been, it's it's like the one podcast that I have not either stopped listening to or I listen to just sporadically. Um and it's just always there and it's sort of a comfy, it's like having a friend that you can always talk to or at least always listen to, even when they drive you crazy. Uh, I also like, it's a sort of, it's a very, it can be a pretty personal view into a couple of people's lives, even when I think they might not think it is, they might think they're hiding things, but people who've been listening to them for a long time mm-hmm. can sort of read, read between the lines with what's going on. And I like that too. And then, you know, it can't be underestimated, the Stens community, really. I have enjoyed being on the Facebook page. I've enjoyed finally meeting some people in real life now that I've lived back in the U.S. And and just seeing how great, like, people are and how much fun that people seem to be having and just interacting with each other and, you know, a lot of times really helping each other out, like advice givers and all of that stuff. And it's... It's really great. It's a real community. I know. It's kind of amazing, isn't it? It really is. The only other thing I can equate it to, and this is a little more, it's a little more nebulous because it's a a bigger group, but the Doctor Who fans that I've met, I've met lots of people from all over the world and become friends with them through Doctor Who. And that's, you know, it's very similar to this. This is just a lot more, uh, it's both of them are very specific things that people love. Right. But this is a lot more focused because the group of people is a lot tighter, even though they're a bunch of all sorts of different people, but you know, watching a science fiction show about time travel is a lot different than listening to a couple of goobers talk about their lives, (laughs) you know, and lots of poop stories. Ugh. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a Doctor Who poop story. Nope. See, there's a reason. There's a reason. (laughs) I'm sure there are some out there, but I don't want to hear them. All right. We need to get on to our clip. I almost forgot why we were here. Uh, Sean, 
you're taking us back uh, to July 2008 to mm-hmm. perhaps one of the more memorable Jen Flash Andrews moments of all of TBTL history. <laughs> it is. It's, it's so funny. Oh, my goodness. The sound of her just screaming in agony and crying and giggling all at the same time just still just brings a smile to my face. <laughs> the sound of Jen in agony just warms my heart. It, yeah. it does. It's just heartwarming. <laughs> poor little poor little thing. <laughs> uh, in case there's any doubt about what we're going back to here, or if you have not gone this far back in history and don't know this moment yet... Uh, you may remember more recently uh, an episode where the guys and some friends did a little experiment with Hell Pizza. It was actually an episode that we covered on Little Red Bandwagon with Aiden, listener Aiden, his favorite episode. Um, that was not TBTL's first encounter with the man, the hot sauce from Dixie's Barbecue. The first time around was Jen... And the rest of the audio, the rest of the show, but mainly Jen reacting to trying the man for the first time. This is, again, July 17th, 2008. And uh, we'll take a listen to just how poorly Jen handled this. And then we'll come back to talk about it. This is TBTL with Luke Burbank on News Talk 710 Cairo. All day, all night. You feel my heat. Feel, 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 feel my heat. I think we should repeat that again. Feel, 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 feel. Feel my heat. Feel my heat. Yeah, it's definitely cool. How much John C. Riley are we going to use in tonight's show? I just realized we had him from Step Brothers to open the show. Oh, no. We used a Steve Brule. If we had a little um, shake and bake or cellophane man from Chicago, we'd be set. We're going to be feeling some heat in uh, just a couple of uh, moments here as uh, former, former, that's former uh, child model Darby Reed now joins us for uh, her patented uh, segment. Uh, I think we call it uh, What's Up, Dog? What are you doing here? I just thought I'd get creative tonight. <laughs> Hi, Darby. Hi. Welcome back. We haven't talked to you for a long time. Thanks. It's been like a month. I uh, I guess I put forward the question. I'll say I'll say what's up, dog. What is up, dog? Tonight. What do you uh, What do you got for us? Well, you sent me on a mission a little while ago that I failed quite miserably at the first time. So. Well, it was closed. I mean, yeah. This time I called ahead though, which Good. shockingly it was works. Smart. Yeah. We, we we wanted you to go check out uh, Dixie's Barbecue. There's one of them at Safeco, There's, but the original one is uh, in Bellevue. Yes. The the only Dixie's is in Bellevue. It's called Porter's everywhere else. Oh, oh, oh okay. Okay. Um, and uh, I've been to this place a couple of times. It was a long time ago, though, but I just remember it being in, like, a converted auto garage with a crazy man walking around trying to make people eat hot sauce. Yeah, I don't know if I went, like... So it was, you know, it was a little bit, I had a little bit of a different experience than what the majority of the reviews were indicating I was going to have. What did you, um, and excuse me, what are we having here? Oh, it's a pulled beef sandwich. 
um, which they said I had to have either the pulled pork or the pulled beef, and then they ran out of the pulled pork. I had that for lunch. That was the last one, and it was delicious. Was it good? Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. You don't get that tonight. Though. This is this pulled beef is amazing. So though. you're having pulled beef, and then there's cornbread, and then there's red beans and rice, and then there's actually potato salad, but it's in the promotions department uh, refrigerator. Well, what happened when it. you went in there? It sounds like you got traumatized or something. No, there wasn't. I wouldn't say there was any trauma. Like. So I've been there before, right? So I'm allowing myself, like, the amount of time to get there of a person that knows where they're going, except for I'm, like, retarded directionally. So then I got super lost, and the person I was meeting there was there for 45 minutes without me, you know. So so that was a nice start to the day. Uh-huh. But, um, no, it's definitely in a converted garage. It looks about the same. It's, you know, got some nice cement picnic tables, and there's, like, a caution tape tied up for the line that forms, presumably, at lunch. Uh-huh. They're open from 11 to 4, by the way, just for anybody that wanted to go have a, a light dinner there. 11 to 4 only. Okay. okay. But, um, so there was, like, there were not very many people there. What time were you there at? Like one fifteen. Might be. I think the little uh, light uh, on the old uh, working... Like, I think a lot of people are on vacation is what I'm trying to say. Oh, perhaps. And so I think that uh, that's probably part of it, maybe. I'm not sure. But um, the backstory, in case anybody doesn't know, is that this place used to be the guy who uh, who owns it, uh, or who started it anyway, he used to be an auto mechanic and he would make barbecue for people, right? Yeah. And then his wife and him were like serving barbecue out of their garage and that became so popular that they closed the garage, to the best of my knowledge, and now just serve barbecue out of it. Right, and um, though, though there are some remnants from the glory days of the cars, that kind of what's there? There's oh, I I think I took a picture of it. We can put it up later. There's like you know oh like a Winnebago you know that's up on stilts, and there's like several cars of that. Like you know, there's some ferns perhaps growing out of a couple of them. It's it's good. There's some you know leftover equipment. So now you said you you said you had a different experience than other people. What do you mean? It just wasn't that packed, or did you not like the food, or what? So it wasn't that packed, which I was expecting. Like so, my my godparents are from Chattanooga, Tennessee. So like whenever you go and you get barbecue, you know you like there's like some large woman that like gives you a hug and ends up you know like tussling your hair with barbecue sauce, and you know like you're sitting at a long picnic table with people that like you don't know, and then maybe you end up like having some of their food. Uh-huh. So I was kind of expecting more of a camaraderie. So I was a little bit disappointed when there weren't so many peeps there to be camaraderie right. with. Camaraderized with. Precisely, but then Corn, the cornbread's really good though. Yes. So then the other thing, though, is also I feel like normally when you go to a hole in the wall, part of the charm is that you found this hole in the wall that then is like cheap and delicious. Not Dixie, as cheap as you would have hoped. Dixie's is not giving it away. <laughs> they, I mean, I spent like $40 on lunch there. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, I just went with a friend and then I brought this back. So like even if you were saying I bought food for three people, I think I spent $48, which wow. seems like a lot for barbecue. Yeah, yeah. And it comes with the sides. I didn't pay extra for those. Well, I think I think one thing is that when you said that, um, uh, what, what's his name, Rupert? Oh, what's is the guy's name? Porter, the guy who owns it. Oh yeah. I can't and then remember there's his Dixie. First name. Dixie was there, I think. I think Dixie was there, and she was very sweet. The wife. Yes. Well, I think when the guy's there, I think it's a little bit. He's the one who's walking around with a pot of the man. Which we have a two-ounce container of the man, though, that we can try. Yeah, let's uh, let's get down to this. Uh, I don't know if we can uh, tear Jen and Sean away from what they're doing, but let's talk hot sauce for just a moment. Ooh, and so this is the super sweet tea that uh, is that supposed to cut? I think. I mean, I, I feel like it'll. I feel like it'll be a good. Um, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like it'll I want to read you guys. Oh wow! 
Yeah. I just took a whiff of it, and it's burning the inside of my nostrils. Oh, Jen, you brought the potato salad. That was a good idea. Um, I have an email here. Uh, one of our listeners, a listener named Carrington, um, uh, wrote an email as soon as uh, uh, Carrington heard us talking about Dixie's and The Man, which is the name of this hot sauce that they make. Use caution when meeting the man. Carrington writes, seriously, it's no joke. I met the man several years ago at Safeco Field, and I actually had to call in sick the next day. Oh, my gosh. I haven't, I haven't actually tried it yet. They don't put it on your food automatically, so well, I'm you, saving this it for is why. this. This is why. Carrington writes, uh, after putting that damn sauce all over my food and taking a few bites, I realized there was a problem. Unfortunately, I was starving, and my judgment was a little off due to my pregame beer consumption. So I ate everything as fast as I could and figured it would just hurt for a while. Boy, was I wrong. I love the show, and I don't want anyone to ever go through what I did, so please warn the crew. I feel extremely uncomfortable with this. I feel like I'm starting to get kind of a racing heart. Maybe I should check my pulse. Well, like that's that is scary. All right. Well, lots of things that are worth doing are scary, Jennifer. All right. Didn't you see Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken? I I have a way to get through this. That's a horrible. Yeah. Hey, look. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Uh, Thank you, Darby, really, for bringing along um, some special uh, hot sauce cooling drinks. Appreciate that. Okay, so I have I have in my hand a little. It, it, <laughs> it's the kind of thing that if you've ever been fishing, you buy salmon eggs. Ooh, yeah, yeah. good call. It's, it's a little container that you would buy salmon eggs in, and it says the man sauce. It's handwritten on a like something like that you aisle tab. Yeah, or something, some kind of sticker that you would put on a mixtape. Yeah, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I have I have met the man before, and I have to tell you, it is. It is a brutal experience, so I'm going to let oh, you guys how exciting. start. The best, they only sell it in two-ounce jars, which I think is very telling. I this can only even do girl push-ups. I, I am not made for this kind of stuff. Hey, Grizz, could you come in here, and can we give you a little serving that you can take back to Sean, and you and Sean can have a little bit? Uh, and, or are we uh, doing it on bread, not knives? Oh, okay, yeah, that's oh, a good idea. I, I have to have some. I can't just put that in my mouth. Okay. I have to have something to soak it up a little bit. All right. Uh, we need to give them a little bit of the man. Jamie, here, I'm going to hand oh. you the lid of the hot sauce. If you ate that much of it, you would die. So, <laughs> so be don't careful. Do that. Don't eat it. Yeah. Okay. Here, take a little bread. All right. It we would be kill fitting. our intern it on our be, last it, night. Well, that, that would, would not be, be cool. What a way to go, though. <laughs> <laughs> she would die in the service <laughs> of, of this radio show. Okay, so... Um, as all good interns will go. Sean, while while they're setting that up, can you get the drum roll? The drum roll ready. Yeah. Now you got everybody scared, Jennifer. Well, everyone should be scared. This is the problem with this show. No one is scared enough. Yes. I was excited. You know what? You know what you're doing right now? <laughs> you're doing nothing to distance yourself from the <laughs> granny time. <laughs> Label. She looks so cute tonight. She though. does. She does. Isn't it a shame that she she's being such like a worrier? A Isn't it a Can shame? Can I have some of that beverage in a cup? Yes. All right, I'm so sorry. I've been go. drinking out of it, but I'm not. Sick. All right. Here we go. Fine. So everybody, everybody, get your little. I got, got it. it. <laughs> How many times are we going to do that tonight? Hopefully. Well, now we have to wait for a second. Let the seven seconds reset. Okay. All right. Does everybody have? Does everybody have their their serving of the man? Yeah. Just a little bit. Sean has a lot. Sean, Sean. be careful. You're going to need I those pipes for you singing. You watch your language. I don't even have any water. 
Oh well, goodness. that's okay. That's okay. Water will not help you, actually. That's no, right. seriously. When you eat something super hot and then you drink water, no. it makes it worse. No. Okay, everybody got a little bit of the man. Let's do this. Uh, Grizza, are you in? Yeah. Okay. This is going to be like the lightning video when the lady screams. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. Let's get that sound effect ready. I'll do that right now. Uh, okay, everybody ready? One, uh, two... Three. Now here's the thing. Oh. 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 <laughs> that is hot. I don't like it. I don't think it's that hot. Oh, wait. Horrible. Wait for it. I don't want it to touch my tongue. Oh. Wait for it. <laughs> Did you take a whole lot here? Oh my gosh! Oh, I got my own. <laughs> Did you just put? Yeah, are you putting scared. it on right now for the radio show? No. Oh, oh. Super hot. Gross or oh hot? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Can I oh come gosh. in there real quick for a swig? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Somebody help the man. This is horrible. I don't think it's that hot. <coughs> you obviously didn't take Did I very not much. Have enough? <coughs> Where's the drink at? Here you go first. <laughs> oh, Sean, that's so chivalrous of you. People say chivalry is dead. I'm telling you guys, though, listen, when you now, you're going to feel better for a second after you drink, but no. then it's going to be worse. Then it's going to be worse. I need, need some to, pork. You need to eat pork this or bread. Horrible. This is horrible. Oh, my gosh. Jen, you're such a baby. Shut up. You're like Darby a baby grandmother. Like Shut up. Think about what? that image. Darby's not fe- Darby's not feeling anything. Okay. I swear. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, I don't want to. Okay, Darby, ready? I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. That's like my worst fear. Here you go, Darby. No, I don't want to. No. Come on, take a little taste. That's about how much <laughs> no, I but I think that's... That's, mm-hmm. that's oh. a lot, though. If you're not feeling it at all, then... The whole my tongue is completely numb. This whole thigh right here. Do you eat hot it's things? Completely numb, Luke. Do you? Do you generally eat? <laughs> that's gonna, like you gonna hurt you when you sing Dolly Parton. <laughs> no. You ruined my Dolly song. What's in there? Uh, sweet oh, sweet tea. Oh, I never did. Oh, this is horrible. Sean, did you? Jamie, did Sean take too much? I think so. What did he have? Oh, okay. I had about as much as Darby yeah. has on her bread right now. Oh. I it's couldn't like even the, believe I caught hot with my tongue. It's like the number six or seven at Wingdome. <laughs> oh. I'm going to start crying in a minute. Do you know what they measure hot things in? It's called Scovilles. And that was a lot do you know that? of Scovilles. Okay, that's oh. hot. That's that More, it just stings. Like, I don't even feel like it's spicy. I feel like it just is, like, acidic. That's horrible. Ooh, okay. Badness, badness. Okay, we're going to oh, take it. you starting to feel it now? It's starting to feel horrible, it, Darb? Horrible, horrible situation. Mm-hmm. This is great. My, oh, nose no. is, my nose is running. I'm getting flushed. <laughs> no, my lips are I'm stinging. I'm crying. I can't speak. I'm just shoveling in potato salad. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story about hot things. When I was in school, we had a teacher who uh, was, it was a biology class, and we were learning about, like, fruits and vegetables. And so he went to uh, Are you trying oh, to man. take our mind off what we're going yeah. through right now? Gather round, for I have news. You've heard the good word? Okay, so we're eating all of these uh, fruits and vegetables that he purchased at Pike Place Market. And uh, we're testing them out, like star fruit and all these different things. And one of the things... One of the... uh, Oh, I'm having a new wave. The nose is kicked in. I'm trying to tell a story here, people. And one of the uh, contests we got into, he had a bunch of fresh jalapeno peppers there. And we decided as guys in, like, 10th grade to try to eat these jalapeno peppers. And one of the kids had been handling a bunch of jalapeno peppers, and then his eyes started watering. He started wiping his eyes. Oh, no. Wiping jalapeno juice into his eyes. 
And then his face got so bright red and was so burning that he grabbed a peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of his lunch <laughs> and smashed it against his face to try to cool it. That's horrible. That might happen tonight. Well, Does it help? What helps? <laughs> Jennifer, sure. you're just doing this to be dramatic. No, I am not. My whole side of my tongue hurts really bad. How much of this did you have? I didn't have hardly any. I told you this was a bad idea. I don't even uh, you know, know what? if now I'm going to be can... able to sing my song to Jamie. Jen, now. Jen, now we can give you the we can give you the bumper sticker yeah, though. Do you want the bumper sticker? I will burn that bumper sticker. This is horrible. You can burn it by just breathing on it right now <laughs> with just the amount of fire that you ingested. Well, <clears throat> this oh, has been word. this has been the best uh, what's up dog ever. As far as I'm concerned, how's Jen's everybody? Not happy. Uh, Shawnee and Jamie, how are you guys doing in there? I think we need to play that Blue Oyster Cult song, "Burning for You." Don't fear the Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, how are you? Uh, my lips are burning. I feel like they're sunburned. Happy birthday! Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's your last night, Sean. Are you really okay? Because you took a big old swig of that stuff. Yeah, I feel actually a little bit lightheaded. Seriously. Okay. I do, too. We're going to take a break. And I can't stop crying. <laughs> it's just raining on your face, Jen. <laughs> no, it's not. It's tears. All right. Oh, we're going to take a break and come back with more TVTL in a moment. So I would like to apologize to everybody who is grossed out by listening to people eat <laughs> on the radio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, this I had forgot. to be You know, I forgot tough. about that. <laughs> <laughs> It 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 got a little hairy there there. Uh, but the thing is, it doesn't uh, when Luke chews and eats. Or I mean, chews and talks at the same time. Ah. <laughs> I wish I had a piece of cornbread here right now to make a point, but I don't. So, <laughs> well, I got some leftover brisket. I could I could chew in the mic for a while. Uh, wait a minute, though. Not just any leftover brisket. Leftover brisket from where? <laughs> I went to uh, I went to Dixie's today. Hmm. Any any reason you because just I've, felt like uh, well, <laughs> well, I don't know. I just got a got a <laughs> I got I got a wild hair. Uh, I thought I should do my due diligence about this, and I, because I'd never had the man before, had I? So I uh, I went there and I bought myself a lovely brisket sandwich, and uh, and I bought a little container of the man. And let me tell you, the man he ain't cheap. No. No, that was fifteen dollars for a little two ounce thing of Whoa. the man. Wow! Yeah, right. <laughs> but in their defense, this thing is going to last me forever. <laughs> well, I don't know about that because after a while, I think it's going to eat through the plastic of that container. <laughs> it might. Well, the thing is, I when I went to buy my sandwich today, the the little lady behind the counter was so sweet, little little old lady, and I'm I'm gonna assume it was dixie but maybe it wasn't but she was all there by herself and she if you're in a hurry don't go at 2 p.m on a on a thursday afternoon to go because she just can't hurry but she was so sweet i just absolutely loved her and i bought my sandwich and then i bought the man and she wrapped this thing up like it was nuclear waste (laughs) surrounded by a dog turd. I mean, she really wrapped it up and double wrapped it in a plastic bag. I don't know what she thought was going to spontaneously combust or something, but yeah. I think Luke described that when he went to get it for the Hell Pizza Challenge, too. Mm -hmm. The the way they sort of wrap it up so meticulously. And you kindly took a picture for us earlier, and you did the whole... Nine yards food display lid off. Some oh, yeah. of the man on a spoon. <laughs> You've got to see what it looks like to really appreciate it. 
Yeah. It's, I, I don't <laughs> want to see it. Yeah, I don't want to use the word sludge because I feel like it's not appetizing. <laughs> yeah, but it's not in, it's not inaccurate either. It's it's a little sludgy. It's very oily. Um it's got a little vinegar scent to it and but it doesn't smell particularly hot, but <laughs> it doesn't have a there's no flavor profile that's discernible because once you taste it, it is so hot. Your mind goes nowhere else but how hot it is. It's unbelievable. And I I lived in Thailand for twelve years, and I can I eat really spicy food, and this is the spiciest, maybe one of the spiciest things I've ever had. Uh, so what you're saying is that Jen's reaction is not completely unreasonable to this. I don't think it was unreasonable. I mean, she after. <laughs> To, to jump ahead, spoiler alert, uh, after the break, which we didn't hear, Jen talks about getting a, a two-star at, at Thai restaurants. And I was just like, oh, bless your heart. Goodness, two stars. This is like, <laughs> this is nuclear. This is, it's incredible. So it's no wonder if, if she thinks two stars is spicy, then, uh, of course, she's not going to like the man very much. <laughs> but i you know like i said i eat lots of spicy stuff all the time and this is one of the spiciest things i've ever had i love spicy food love love spicy food but Mm -hmm. i haven't been to dixie's it i guess for some reason it just hasn't made its way high enough on my seattle to-do list but Next time I'm out right. there, it's going to have to be higher. But right, is it still only open from eleven or eleven thirty to four or something? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think I got there at about two, and it was obviously winding down because I was the only person there. Somebody came in right after I left, and they walked in. But hmm. yeah, it had wound it had wound down apparently, okay. and they didn't have many sides left. But everything that I got was fantastic. Like I said, the brisket was wonderful. Their normal what did you get with uh, it? Barbecue sauce. Uh, I just got a brisket sandwich. So and then I got a side okay. of baked beans because I think all the other sides had were gone by then. Okay. But the baked beans are really good. I don't usually like baked beans. I don't usually like barbecue because it's too sweet a lot of times. But this was not not too sweet at all. It was flavorful without being really sugary. Same with the beans. So you know the food seems really great. And someday I'll go back there when uh, there, when there are more options and brave the lines. I think. Uh, how was it price wise? Because this is an interesting thing that came up. Uh, former child model Darby Reed was right. not thrilled with how much it cost to pick up lunch and the man. Uh, but right. um, I think. I don't want to speak for Anne, but my reaction was, it's not that bad for the amount of stuff that she got. No, I didn't think so at all, especially since she said she was meeting a friend. So she got food for herself, for the friend, and then to bring into the studio. So it was three meals with sides and with drinks and with the container of the man for $40. Doesn't seem unreasonable to me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was completely reasonable. I mean, really. Um, and I think she actually got like the entrees rather than maybe just the sandwiches. Uh, it sounded like because the entrees come with more sides, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even then. I mean, you consider how long ago it was. It, you know, I don't now I wouldn't consider that too expensive. Um, you know, I don't know if the economics of things have changed that much since then, but I didn't think it was that expensive then either. Uh, and so did you try – you tried the man earlier today? Yeah, I did. 
I got home and uh, put it on. A, I, I did a little control group. I tried the, I tried the uh, the the sandwich just with the meat to taste the sauce, and then meat and bread, and then. I thought, I'm not going to eat the man all by itself because I think in that clip, that's a mistake they make. Eating it all by itself, you need to have it, you need to have sauce with something. So I put it on, I'm sure I put on too much, I put on about half a teaspoon on my uh, brisket and spent the next couple minutes hopping around the house putting ice cubes on my tongue and drinking a, <laughs> drinking a beer and... <laughs> And some fruit juice. What you don't want to do is try to drink, uh, like, bubbly water or anything. Right. You mean special hot sauce cooling drinks. Yeah, special hot sauce cooling drinks. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, um, yeah, I don't think Jen is is, is out of line with her reaction. And, And so, yeah, it was pretty hot. But, you know, it was, the thing is, like, after maybe two minutes, it was, I was done with it. But I'll tell you, I'll let you know tomorrow how it how it works out in the end. You'll let us know if you call in sick tomorrow. Right. Well, yeah. I don't really know why the guy would have had to call in sick. I mean, some people are probably really sensitive to spicy stuff. My only other guess is, you know, if you're uh, if you're having to uh, go to the restroom and you have some really spicy something on your hands, you probably shouldn't be touching down there. So maybe that was part of it. <laughs> and also, um, the other thing too is, like I said, if it's spicy going in, it's spicy coming out. So maybe that was his problem. The next uh, day, he wasn't mm. comfortable. He wasn't comfortable sitting at his desk all day at work with that going on. Yeah, yes. But I don't. You, you know, you need to stay close to home. Yeah. <laughs> and bless his heart. You know, discretion is the better part of valor in that case. <laughs> well, nobody I mean, else uh, in the office wants to deal with that. Really, I mean, come on. Uh, speaking of touching something spicy and then making poor choices with what you do with your hands, uh, <laughs> Luke tells his "We discovered vegetables in tenth grade" story. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, it doesn't come the, out of a can. What? With the <laughs> peanut butter and jelly to the face. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just... My my Andrew Walsh BS detector is going off with this one. Can can that be a true Maybe, story yeah. that some guy just mashed you know his what? sandwich against his face? You know, I, I'm working this job now that I have to work because I have to make a living, right? And unfortunately, it means I have to work with the public a lot. And there's a lot of teenage boys that come into this store because there's a lot of families in the area. And I can tell you teenage boys are stupid. Stupid, 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 stupid. It wouldn't surprise me at all if somebody smashed a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in his face to cool down. Would not surprise me in the least. They don't make good choices. I can see if it started as eating it to try to get the spice to go away because you may eat bread. And and then you just, you know, maybe you're just eating so fast that it's sort of just, you know, plowed into his face and then <laughs> migrated the up years, to his eyes <laughs> over the years that story turns into a peanut butter and jelly right in the eyes yeah i could see that too yeah these I things see tend luke to... embellishing yeah exactly luke doesn't they... embellish things though does he no <laughs> no i don't think he does <laughs> it's that bowling alley he was gonna buy right <laughs> uh 
Um, and you put the entire dialogue of this part of the story in your notes. Well, no. <laughs> I just wrote down all the very best things that Jen said in the course of this little experiment because, <laughs> my God, there were a lot of doozies there. And I understand were. why Luke asked if she was putting it on for the radio because her reaction was so extreme. And she was really swinging wildly from this crying and whimpering. And then all of a sudden she would get really aggressive. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, like at the end and she's, she's crying. And then Darby says, well, look on the bright side. At least you can have the bumper sticker now. And she goes, I will burn that bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she went through a whole gambit of emotions on that. It was pretty amazing to hear the crying and the screaming and the whimpering. Oh, yeah. The cr- I love that you ruined my Dolly song. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh, my. It's so good. And when oh. Luke said, Jen, you're being such a baby. And she goes, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was a real highlight of their brother sister e relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's just what I was thinking. This sums up so much of their relationship in one clip. Yes, and Luke is being so charming about the whole thing, and everybody else oh. is hopping up and down and screaming, and he's telling a story about jalapenos <laughs> in this very sort of <laughs> conversational way, and yep. throwing off uh, Are you trying to take our about... minds off of this? Yeah. <laughs> and he's throwing and out random And he admonishes them for interrupting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he knows what Scovilles are, so good for him. Well, he sort of knows what Scovilles are. <laughs> this is my other note. He says to everyone something like, you guys, do you know what Scovilles are? Because that was a lot of Scovilles. <laughs> 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 like, he understands what they are, but he has no idea how many it is. Right. Well, he knows they exist, so that's a, that's a big step up, you know? Right, exactly. But he's not capable of putting any of the actual scale to attach to how hot it is. <laughs> right. Well, no. <laughs> oh, oh, what a great, what a great one. Thank you, Sean. Yes. <laughs> oh, of course. It is a really funny clip. Very funny. I do have one more question, and it's a little bit more of an existential mm. one. Is oh, why boy. eat this if it's so hot? And I was thinking of uh, this quote from George Mallory, who was uh, an explorer who wanted to climb Everest. And when someone asked him, why do you want to climb Mount Everest? He said, because it's there. And I was wondering if this was the same sort of thing. But I do have to say that um, just for context, George Mallory tried to climb Everest three times. And on the third time, he died in like 1924 or something and they didn't discover his body until 1999 so i don't know if i consider that to be a reasonable response i mean is this maybe, really why maybe not the best justification would eat yeah. this? 
Well, <laughs> because if it's that hot, how can it possibly be enjoyable? Oh, it's not. Absolutely not enjoyable. It's like an endurance thing. And it, it could be, uh, I don't know, it could be a machismo thing or just a, you know, I do like to, like, I'll bring in food for my coworkers that I've made or that my husband's made. And, and uh, I'll say, try this and say, oh, it's not hot. Because to me, it's really not hot. And they will just be, you know, running to the water fountain or whatever. <laughs> so I do think that I do think that there is a point where you can have something that's really spicy and it's enjoyable. But this is just one of those things like it's a sadomasochistic endeavor. It's just it's not enjoyable. I do yep, want to see if I up. can. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to <laughs> see if I can. <laughs> yeah, sounds like fun. I want to see if I can use it in something. But like I said, it doesn't have a flavor pro- profile. It's just hot. That's all it is. It's hot and oily. And, uh, and so I, I imagine you could add it in very small amounts to something like a chili or something, and it would be just fine. But in and of itself, it's just basically to, so you can buy that bumper sticker or you can go there with your buddies and say, yeah, I'm going to eat this and, you know, not sweat or not scream or whatever. Yeah. I, and I, to be clear, so I love hot food, but I also don't love hot just for the sake of heat most of the time. So like I like Frank's Red Hot as a flavor added to mm-hmm. things. I'm not a big Tabasco fan because to me Tabasco is just the flavor of heat. Yeah, it's just um, heat. And I realize neither of those are that much. hot. Yeah, not that hot in the global scheme of things. I think Frank's has a little more flavor, but like I don't want hot for just the sake of hot except the man because I love barbecue and I'm very <laughs> interested in this whole mystique that it has created for itself and i gotta get me just a little dab of this sludge (laughs) well i think that that's the thing at this point it's it's an institution it's sort of like a local legend so of course you've got to have it you've got to try it if you're a fan of barbecue you've got to do it so you can buy the bumper sticker you know (laughs) and then have this thing sitting in your fridge for the next five years (laughs) well you don't eat it burns a hole through your fridge and sinks to china yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, could happen. We'll get some next time I'm in town. And Will, if you're listening, hell pizzas at your house. Aiden can be the referee. <laughs> I mean, I would try it. I don't want my food slathered in it, it. But I would have no problem eating it. Yeah. 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 I think you should. Tr- if you're curious, you should try it. I'm I'm a big believer. And if you, if you haven't had something and you want to try it, try it. If you don't like it, then don't ever eat it again. It's fine. Yeah, I'm all for it. We'll do it, but Make not before we not before we go to karaoke, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, we don't want to ruin those Dolly songs. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why you refused to eat me while we were on the show today because you didn't want to have to leave with like a swollen tongue. <laughs> finishing right, the show. I didn't. I didn't well, it, I don't think it's going to translate really well. For, if, what we're going to have, we'd have to do is just, we'd have to pause. And you guys would have to wait while I, while I held an ice cube on my tongue for three minutes like I did this afternoon. No, no, we won't put you through that yet. But if you All want right. to come back on the show, we yeah. might have to make arrangements. Okay, well, well, let's plan that for my follow-up show. Shall we do some housekeeping? We shall housekeeping not too much housekeeping tonight but 
I do want to make the usual plug for the archive. If you would like to help us archive show and archive shows and find some amazing gems like this one, please send us an email and Christy will assign you a week. The problem that I think we didn't fully consider when we started this archiving gig is that they keep making new shows. And so <laughs> it's never going to be possible to finish this. So I'm not quite sure what we do about that, but we're always welcome to have more people pitch in and give us some help with that. Uh, you know by now, if you are shopping on Amazon, as we all do, please use our Amazon affiliate link. If you'd like to throw a few pennies our way at Little Red Bandwagon uh, slash Amazon and check out our merchandise page if you need some stuff. Do we have any long sleeve shirts? Oh, we have the hoodies. I'm thinking we're going into fall for those of us who live in the cooler climates. You might need uh, some TBTL or LRB merchandise with the longer sleeves. So, yeah. And you never know what new things might pop up. So come on over and take a did look. You guys get, did you guys get the zip-up hoodies? We're still working on that. Uh, it'll be okay. coming. I know. We're all jealous of Christie's zip-up hoodie. Oh, yeah. I'm getting one for sure. <laughs> yeah, me too. So those will be on the way. Uh, and speaking of the Amazon link, there will be an Amazon link in the show notes for some restorative shampoo. <laughs> uh, so if you're looking to try something for that bald spot. I'll yeah, you sure don't want to paint because Because it's not... Yeah, it's not cheap, so I got to think we'll make a good few pennies on the on the baldness shampoo. Good thought. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you can find us at littleredbandwagon dot com on the Stens page occasionally, but much more importantly at Little Red Bandwagon on Facebook. The show Twitter's LRB Podcast. Sean, what's the best way for Wagoneers to find you? Uh, well, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Sean M Vale, S E A N M. V-A-L-E. I'm on Instagram at Sean.Vale and uh, Sean Vale at Twitter, and that's pretty rare. And uh, also Tiny Kitchen Cooking with On, A-H-N, on YouTube. The Twitter for that is Mr. Blue Events, uh, and that is M-R-B-L-U-E-V-E-N-T-S, and that's also on Instagram, Instagram and Twitter, and Facebook is at Mr. Blue On. We've definitely got the plugs down. Whatever you do, don't look for him on DeviantArt. <laughs> Please don't. You can I'm not us. into that MILF stuff. <laughs> you can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemails and texts at 802-432-TBTL. It's 802-432-8285. Uh, and with that, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. And we love you, Jen even when you're a big baby. Nailed it.
I will burn that bumper sticker. This is 